What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome on into tonight's Sixers game recap brought to you by La Terrain Watches. As the Philadelphia 76ers, yes, against the Indiana Pacers, and yes, in overtime, would get the job done, winning 129 to 126. Now, before we dive into today, I, I, it's important to understand the context. No Joel Embiid. That's off the bat. So without the best player, one of the best players in this league, the Sixers had to go out there and play against, honestly, an upstart Indiana Pacers team where a lot of us thought this team would probably at this point have, what, maybe 10 wins, if that. Well, they have 21 wins. And after tonight, they're 21 and 18. But nobody anticipated this. It's Rick Carlisle, who's a who should have your respect, should be a well-respected head coach in this league, is out here with a bunch of young kids, and these guys are believing in him. They're an athletic ball club. They, they, don't, they shoot pretty well. Tyrese Halliburton has taken the right steps. And it was very intrigued to see because this is I haven't seen the Pacers since our first one of the season. So I really was intrigued to watch how they would play. I was really intrigued to watch the small ball basketball with PJ Tucker starting. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I know you guys want to see Tyrese Maxey in the starting lineup. Well, yeah, got him here tonight in the small ball offense. And yeah, it was frustrating because the Sixers did a good job of controlling the majority of this game. There was the stretch in the latter part of the fourth quarter where the Pacers go on like, what was like a 10 to two run. You had a 13 point lead and then it dwindles down and you're looking at a, a four point deficit with less than a minute 40 left in the ball game. And the defense overall was look, we talked about the weaknesses before the Sixers team. And when you're going up against athletic guys who can handle the rock and can shoot the Sixers do struggle, but in the, you, you do like seeing, Defense, to me, is not always one-on-one the defense, and we always talk about that, especially today's NBA where the rules are obviously they're benefiting the offensive player. What you want to see defensively is turnovers. And when you get the, when you get steals, when you get blocks, I like seeing that. That's things that is sustainable. That's things the Sixers can continue doing defensively. You get two huge steals. One by Tyrese Maxey, one by James Harden, that leads to buckets that ties the ball game up at regulation. The defense in the closing, what, 40 seconds of this ball game was really, really solid. And they were hustling and the energy was up. When the Sixers play with intensity and with energy, things tend to be better for the Philadelphia 76ers. Go figure. But the problem is, is that they don't sustain that. They don't keep that up for four quarters. And when I know, I haven't listened to it yet, but I know exactly what Dockers is going to say after tonight. Well, uh, we had some good things here. I like the fight. I like the battle from the guys. Hey, listen, that's a good Pacers team. Doc, don't give me that bullshit. All right, we talked about this all the time. Blowing a lead to the Los Angeles Clippers is, expect. you know, it, it's not far-fetched. All right, it's a good basketball team. But when you're constantly blowing leads ever since you got here and then you blow a lead to the Indiana Pacers, I don't care if Joel Embiid's not playing. And I don't want to hear the overhype of Miles Turner. Give me a break. This guy hasn't been the same player in four, th three or four seasons. You, you have, you, this game should not go on in overtime. And that's not me taking anything away from the Indiana Pacers because, again, like what they're doing. But you got to keep that intensity, that energy for four quarters. 
That was great what you did in in in, in the in overtime. And oh, by the way, we need to show some love to Montrez Harrell. Gets a career high this or not career? Yeah, actually, it was a career high if I saw correctly. Nineteen points. He had like what eight? It was eight uh, boards, four. Boards. That dude was active here tonight. He had a lot of minutes. Obviously, no Joel B. He's gonna see a lot of minutes. He took a lot of minutes with PJ Tucker. That's exactly what you want to see. James Harden, he drops 26 points. He was big throughout the game. He has, in the closing minutes of overtime, he has an uncharacteristic miss free throws. He misses back-to-back free throws. Closing minutes of overtime. Comes back the other way. And I'm I'm already blanking on uh I love his game, but I can't I for the life of me, I can't I can't remember. Mather. I will never for the life of me remember Mather. Give a couple of years. I will know. But I do like his game. It's not disrespect. I do like his game. He goes up for the layup. And who else but James Harden right behind him just gets that ball out of Matherin's hand. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was a huge play. That essentially sealed the game in overtime for the Philadelphia 76ers. Knocked down a couple of free throws. Pacers had no answers at the end of it. 129-126 victory. Listen, Pacers gave it their all. They gave it a fight. That's why you have the talent here. And for the Pacers, they are a couple years away. If you are a Pacers fan, well, first off, welcome. And second off, you should feel happy and proud of your basketball team. But this game should have not gone in overtime. I, I, I truly believe that. I'm not one of these you know, NFL heads who is a Philly sports fan who looks at one out of 82 and is going to freak out over a, listen, a performance that should have been better. I'm not going to freak out over it. But we call a spade a spade here, and the spade is that this should have been handled in over in regular time. This shouldn't have been a a, a sweated out type of game goal laid down to the wire. That's just a fact of the matter. But we'll get that. We'll dive more into it. I want to hear from you guys as well. Right now, we do have TikTok and YouTube's comment section open. I'll drop the link for you guys to come on the show in just a little bit. I do want to give you guys a quick reminder that today's episode of Sixers Game Recap is sponsored by Lots of Rain Watches. If folks are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out Lots of Rain Watches. High quality watches at a bargain price. Right now, when you head on over to the checkout page, use my promo code Barcelo Philly, you'll receive 10% off of your purchase of a Lots of Rain watch. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys take advantage of that great deal and make sure you guys head on over to a lot terrain which is awesome awesome stuff i want to read some of your guys comments what's happening tiktok tiktok to me solid smash that screen away let's get some more sixers fans in the building this is more nba fans in the building listen if you are a pacers fan even if you're a celtics fan we welcome all here let's keep it basketball though let's try to keep it sixers as well but uh, i want to welcome everyone in what's up dane what's happening man how about them sixers huh well fought dub. it was it yes listen, you got the dub it's most important but definitely um, wanted wanted to see a much cleaner performance here. Watch that whole game start to finish, and there was one possession that really stood out to me. But that 21-6 run and the fourth quarter can't happen ever. That's the one that really killed me. Um, and <clears throat> it was, again, like what we've seen throughout the season. It was the intensity was lacking in the closing in the most important minutes of this ballgame. And that is super crucial. When you see guys half-ass running, when you see guys just allowing uh, players to blow right by them, Indiana was game and they were not the Indiana actually shot a solid game here today. They're pretty close as far as field goal percentage, three-point percentage, just the Philadelphia 76ers. There wasn't entirely too many turnovers like you heard in the broadcast. It was a, it was a tough nosed ball game. 
it was a good it was a good game it honestly was it was entertaining it was back and forth got a little physical as well but at the end of the day you should not be allowing that to happen to the Indiana Pacers and that's just the point of it now if Joel B was in this game I'd be really furious I'm not I'm not mad I'm just calling it out and that's just kind of the point that I'm at What's up, J- uh, Javelin Johnny? What's happening, man? Love the pro. First off, love the profile picture. Of course, we are still keeping uh, uh, Hamlin in our thoughts and prayers. Also, some Embiid MVP. Let's believe in that. M- Joel Embiid is the MVP. He's first. Listen, uh, yesterday he got what another Eastern Conference Player of the Month. Listen, he's adding on to again his MVP resume. Now, listen, you guys know here we don't care about a- accolades like that. We've talked about it. With Joel and Blash, we talked about it with Daniel Gazette last year in the unions and in the MVP pace that he was on. We told we talk about it right now with Jalen Hurts in his MVP uh, season that he's had. And there is a good possibility with the fact that he's been injured that he might not get the MVP. But what's more important here in Philadelphia is we want to win championships. We don't want to win personal accolades. It's cool. It is nice. Like winning, seeing Allen Iverson win the MVP was really dope back in 01. But at the end of the day, this, this organization, this city hasn't seen an NBA final since 83. And, and that's what's most important. I'm tired of hearing the 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 the, the, the process was was a failure. Um, I'm tired of hearing we haven't won since 83. Um, and so I'm tired of also hearing of not being able to get out the second round. These are all things that are true. Yes, but I am also tired of hearing it as a fan. What I am really tired of hearing as a fan is like the whole like again i always talk about this i love being a philly sports fan i love philly sports fans i love the passion in it because i have it too that we show towards our sports teams but what really drives me up a wall is we watch so much goddamn football which is not a problem when it becomes a problem is when you do watch the other sports and it is the the nba it is the nhl it is the mlb Heck, it's even the MLS, you know, it's 38 games. And you have the same mindset that you do for an Eagles regular season game. You bring that over to basketball, to hockey, to baseball. You play six, five to six games, sometimes seven games a week. And you guys are freaking out over losing a one out of a four-game series to, to the likes of, oh, give me like, a, like the St. Louis Cardinals in a regular season series. Why do we freak out like this? Why do we freak out over one game? This type of stuff happens all throughout the NBA. Now, you guys seen my demeanor here tonight? I've called out. I call it out when it needs to be called out. The performance overall wasn't great. You allowed the Pacers to come back. You controlled this game for over 40 minutes. That's, that's more than the game itself. For them to come back and bring it into overtime. Not sitting and saying fire, Doc, which you know it's like at this point, it's like scratching a chalkboard. Like I'm, I'm it's cringy because there's nothing we can do about that. And to be honest with you, I don't care if Doc Rivers loses a game against Indiana. If they lost tonight, I would obviously be a little bit more pissed off, but that doesn't determine whether or not Doc Rivers should stay or go. What'll determine if Doc Rivers is gonna stay or go if he gets his team out of the second round? Unfortunately. I know no one wants to hear that because everyone's fed up with losing in the second round, but that's unfortunately what ha- is going to happen. But the thing is, is as well is that this team has also been on an eight-game winning streak. Was on an eight-game winning streak. 
Nobody was talking about the Sixers on radio. Obviously, everyone, listen, the Eagles are the best team in Philadelphia right now, and everyone wants to talk about the Birds and completely understand that. But the minute the Sixers lose to the Washington Wizards, it's fire. Doc, this team is trash. We're never getting out of the second round. And now do you want to talk about the Sixers? Why is it you only pick on the bad moments to talk about the Sixers? How does that make sense? That's when it drives me insane. It's ridiculous. If that it is ridiculous. Um, let me see here. I want to get some more of these comments before we move forward. Uh, bro, I don't understand why the uh, Harden was on an island against Halliburton down the stretch. What do you wait? What do you mean? You mean defensively? Harden was on Halliburton. I mean, listen, you're gonna guard. You're gonna take. You're gonna have point guard on, on point guard now. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, listen, Harden has his defensive liabilities, but as you also witness, Harden also can be beneficial defensively. When he gives effort, when he gives 100%, when he leads by example, he can help you defensively. Because, you know, he's pretty good with the hands, if you've noticed. And so when he creates those steals, that's big. Big steal in the end of regulation. Big steal near the end of overtime that helped get this win here tonight. And those are the things that I want to see more from James Harden. James Harden is not a one-on-one defender. He's garbage at that. But if I can get X amount of steals from him night in and night out, I mean, come on. That that to me is, is, is exactly what I would look for from James Harden defensively. And keep doing what you're doing offense because that always helps. But creating steals creates offense. We talked the same thing with Ben Simmons. The difference is James Harden is far more willing offensively. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, but tonight you had two blocks and one steal uh, from James Harden. Wait, oh, that's right. He It was a poke out, but Rick, it's still a steal. Whatever. It, it was still a big play that led into a turnover. The the block in regulation, that's what I meant. The block in overtime was beautiful. He smacks the ball out of, uh, I'm going to, uh, Matt Mather. It's a really dope name. I really shouldn't forget it. Benedict Mather. It's a really, really good name. I love that name. Benedict Mather blocks him, or essentially it's like a steal block, and then he gets the Ball and he gets creates the the uh the quick break like that. It was crazy. Why isn't Matisse guard, uh the one guarding the ISO? That's what you're referring to to Tyrese Halliburton. I had to look at that play at that moment, but I mean, it's not like how like I would understand if Halliburton's like knocking down like eight to ten straight shots. I mean, Halliburton certainly got his here tonight. Um, and he, he finished with sixteen points. But it's it's not like he was just destroying you offensively, right? So uh, to me, I, I, it's it was really not not necessary at that point. Uh, big win tonight. What's up, Stephen? Hope you're having a great night. A win's a win, man. What's up, Brian? Hope you're having a great night. Let's go Sixers. Absolutely. Uh, everyone starts. Tapping. I appreciate that, brother. Keep tapping that screen, guys. Keep tapping that screen. Philly over anything. Philly over anything. Remember when Nolan Arenado hit the cycle against? The- <laughs> to bring that up brother what is some terrible philly sports uh daniel rios's pasture for, against charlotte for the union was was one of those moments that's that's definitely one on my mind um it's funny because monday i i remember when um who's the one in new orleans hernan gomez which is it's not juancho's in toronto is bo cruz um the one in new orleans I think it was either last year or 2020 new orleans came to philadelphia and this dude i 
he literally tapped into I don't know what. He looked like LeBron James. I'm not even kidding. He was knocking down everything he looked. I think he had like a 41-point game. And that was one of those moments where you're like, what the heck? How did this happen? How did that happen? But you know, you're going to get those every now and then. I remember Jameis Winston in 2015. And I also, it's funny because I also remember this on Sunday when we played the Saints and Jameis was on the sidelines as a backup. Jameis Winston put up five passing touchdowns against the Philadelphia Eagles. Granted, that was during Chip Kelly, and the defense was out there for the entirety of the ball game. But Doug, Doug Martin had a great game too, but Jameis Winston had five passing touchdowns. I was, that made me want to rip my eyeballs out watching that. I was in the stands. I was sitting up in the nosebleeds watching that crap. I, you got um, was it uh, oh man, uh, David Levante David, whatever is the, the linebacker it was back then as well. He literally was like, man, we we saw that screen from the snap. And I'm at that point, it's like, Chip, your offense is it's got to go, cut, it's got it's got to go. Um, but look, in the, let's talk a little more ball game. Um, you know, to start it off, I thought defensively, it's really what set up the offense. I really felt the way they were playing. They played with some great pace. Um, they shot the ball really well, and James Harden led the way as well. But all damn night, really, James and Montrez were really the big difference makers here. James leading the way offensively. Montrez leading the way defensively. Montrez was actually a solid rim protector. Now, look, like we talked about in the, in the top of this, I don't know where this love for Miles Turner is. Looking. Miles Turner, at one point, was one of the most promising young centers in this league. He's not where he was supposed to be going or where he was supposed to be at this point. Montrez was able to take advantage of that fully. And that was absolutely big. But Montrez himself able to get 19 points. Um he gets uh was it four four blocks. Uh he's had he had five boards. Um he was five for was it five for five from the free throw line. He was he was bringing the energy that this team absolutely needed. Now Look, it's kind of it's kind of like self-explanatory when players get more minutes. Law, it's just simple law of averages. They have more of an opportunity to make a difference in the game. We see this all the time with Shake Milton. When Shake Milton's able to get 20 plus points, you see how he's able to be effective in the game because he's more of an opportunity. He's got more of a leeway. Same thing kind of goes with Chris Harrell. Well, press because listen, you got PJ Tucker, right? and your thought was you're going small ball in this game. And Montrez from the jump took advantage of it. I think in the first half he had 10, he played 10 minutes, had 12 points, and that was big. George and Yang provided some some good uh, spacing out there as well in the beginning of the first half. Got that ball rolling too. Uh, he finished 11 points, three or four from the three point line. He was a little quiet in the second half, but that was okay. I thought Tyrese Maxey had his best game since coming back from injury. He looked a little bit more comfortable, got inserted back into the starting lineup as all you guys wanted in the small ball offense, and he's, he's starting to get the speed back. Uh, the shot was falling as well. He was two, uh, he was he was uh, one for four from the three-point three, three point line, but I like the form. It's starting to get back. Tyrese Maxey's shot, it's quick. Everything about Tyrese Maxey's game, it's quick. Quick release, quick dribbling, quick handling, quick running. Like Everything's quick about Tyrese Maxey, and when he's getting that rhythm going, that's when he's going to be at his most dangerous. I thought he was big in 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 uh in the end of the regulation overtime. That steal at the end, dude, that was all him. And again, 
Maxie's gonna Maxie's gonna be fine. He just needs to get he continue getting that rust off. It was a significant amount of time that he lost, and that it was a well uh, an ankle injury he was having there. So I really am happy with his progression. And this was a good one. Obviously, without Joel, you were gonna expect more from Maxie, and I thought you got a good pr- production room. Tobias Harris, the beginning parts of this game was fantastic. He again, when a guy is out, there something clicks in Tobias, or it's a coaching staff that has a word with him, but he kind of takes over. And there's moments where, you know, at the beginning of this game, he got the ball rolling with his offense and he was knocking down. The, in he the first three or first two minutes, he had five points and a steal. That's kind of how it started for Tobias Harris. And that was very big here for this team. And when you got James, um, addition creating for himself as well i was uh eight of ten from the free throw line again it it, it really all offensively really all started with uh with james harden d'anthony melton was huge here tonight leading the way with five threes 19 points in total seven a little bit of everything uh you know i know you guys won't see him more play at the three i, I get it uh, i'm not a big fan of having them there at the three um uh, but for right now it is it is actually pretty effective and um, definitely want to see some more. Matisse Thibel had 20 plus minutes, ladies and gentlemen. You got 20 plus minutes of Matisse Thibel. That's always great to see. Uh, but to to Dame's point, my I want to see Matisse more in crucial moments, and especially when you're playing off against a good team, especially those teams that do like to shoot. Uh, I mean, from the perimeter, I mean, uh, the Pacers still were able to kind of get theirs uh, from the three point line. Shot uh, 36 percent. Obviously, not the best, but in the first half. Uh, really, they were able to knock down some more shots. But overall, I mean, the Pacers aren't a team that's going to shoot the, the lights out, but they were definitely shooting a lot better. I think, what, they were close to like 50% from free, three from the last six games. I saw that graphic correctly by by uh, Al Abdenabi. Shouts out to the girl. We had a girl in the stand wearing Al in jersey. It looked like she kind of got this from like her pops or something because it was a little bit too big on her. Um, but, hey. Shots showing some olive, some love, man. It was absolutely crazy. Uh, obviously, you got you know, you got Buddy Heel who had to knock down six threes. Aaron uh, Naismith knocks down three. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton gets two for them. Um, I, I, listen, I love some of their young players. I just mentioned uh, Heel's kind of getting a little bit of a resurgence here in Indiana. He's gotten comfortable there. His shot has fallen fluidly. Uh, I I like uh, Tyrese Halliburton. Obviously, he's a great two way player. Um, as, a, as especially as a point guard, I we, we just talked about Benedict Matherin. Benedict, Ma- where is he from? It was a good p- draft pick there. Uh, it was a lottery pick for the uh, um for the Pacers. Canadian. Oh, yo, Canada's built. Yo, Canada's gonna have a nice squad, guys. I'm telling you. You thought. You thought. USA USA hockey and Canada Canadian hockey were going at it. Wait till basketball and and uh, for basketball for Canada and USA go at it, man. It's gonna be fun, man. Uh, 76ers need a Rob Thompson in their life. We need a character. All right, listen, you got Sam Cassell, but unfortunately, it's just not going to happen. The front office truly believes in Doc a little bit anyway because of his resume. So unfortunately, he's just not going to go anywhere this year. Um, I like James defending cuts. He's great with his hand creating steals. Yeah, he, he really is, man. He is, you know, those hands are really quick, whether it be dribbling, ball handling, shooting, getting steals. Just use it. Use it to your best ability, man. Bible is far better uh, on the perimeter. Perimeter defense. If he can shoot, 
Man, Matisse will be getting 30 minutes a game. Let's put it that way. They need to be a corner three. I mean, you got what? So you get Melton, um, Tucker, and Harris really be chilling at the corners. It's really what it is, man. And it led to a corner three. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It did. Yes, sir. It did. What's up, right now? What's happening, man? Hope you're having a great night, my friend. Uh, put the link in the chat if you guys want to come on in the show. What's up, Scotty? Good W for the Sixers, man. Hey, listen. A W is a W, right? And listen, we, we can look at it right now. The Eastern Conference is pretty tight, and you need to keep ground with it. And that it's as frustrating as going into overtime with the freaking Indiana Pacers. But at the end of the day, you get the dub, right? But definitely can have a better performance. Uh, right now in the Eastern Conference, and I can definitely show you guys this. Uh, let's go present, share screen. Should be much quicker. All right, here we go, guys. So here is our updated standings at the moment as of January 4th. Boston in first with Milwaukee, and, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Cleveland right behind them by one freaking game. The Eastern, top of the Eastern Conference is a little tight, but listen, I'll be honest. Boston, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Cleveland, really good teams. But I don't think that they are too, the East Sixers are too outmatched compared to those four teams. And once, you know, you got Maxi just came back. Joel got a little bit of rest here tonight. That was big. Once this thing is in full swing, they can compete with those four teams. And I truly guarantee that. I want to, I want you guys to ask yourself something. Before the season started, did you or did you not believe the Sixers were better? That this was the best Sixers roster on paper heading into the season? Because I certainly did. And let's hope that they, they can get this ball rolling. Uh, you got uh, New York in six, which is a surprise with Indiana as well, in seventh, another surprise with 21 wins each. Miami in eighth with 20 wins. They're, you know, Miami. They'll, Miami, last two weeks of the season, they're gonna like they're gonna hang like just around 500, maybe a little bit over 500. And then they're gonna go on a ridiculous win streak and they're gonna rise themselves up to like the fifth or fourth seed. That's just Miami every single year, man. Always. Atlanta's in ninth, and then rounding out the play-in, you got Chicago in 10th with Washington tied with them as well. And then you got Toronto, a game behind them in 12th. So Eastern Conference definitely uh, looks interesting so far this year. So we'll see how it plays out, man. Uh, have to stay ahead of the Pacers. They were hot. They were hot. They were hot. Last six games especially, they were hot. 21-28 and 28 on the season. Um, especially without Joel B. wasn't easy, but... Just don't like the way they handle the fourth quarter. The game should have been handled. They, 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 they rested on their laurels and allowed the Pacers to come back, man. That's where we have the problem. There's a big five in the East. <laughs> Look at that. The big five in the East, man. We love to see it. All right, guys. A reminder, link is in the comment section if you guys want to come on in the show. You guys are welcome to copy paste that bad boy. Come on in the show. We're going to walk on in. Going right now into Sixers game recap. What's happening right now? Hello there. How are you feeling? Good. How about the Sixers? Good. You watch tonight's game? Mm, yeah, I did. A little bit? A little bit? A little about bit. James Harden right now? It's good. I want to see James Harden in the All-Star game. 
You want to see James Harden in the All-Star game? How many Sixers should be in the All-Star game this year? Joe, I won't beat Maxi and Tobias Harris. You said, okay, so you think B, Harden, and Harris. And Maxi. And Maxi. So you got four Sixers in the All-Star game. I like that. Okay, okay. Are you uh, are you concerned about Doc Rivers going forward right now? Yes. Why, man? Because he's he, he used to be the coach for the Clipper. He mm. used to be some different coaches. Yeah, man. It's good points, man. Good points. What else you got for me right now? Well, I think I think he could take us down to the playoffs. He's gonna take us down in the playoffs. Yes. Man, listen, very well. So obviously, has a track record of not, or at least the track record in the playoffs lately has not been good, especially in Game Sevens. We'll see. We'll see what happens, man. Let me get it. Let me get a go, go Sixers. Let me get a trust the process right now. Let's go Sixers. Hey, we'll talk soon, right now. All right, brother. Okay. A la Madrid. A la Madrid. A la Madrid. Hey, go right now. We love it, man. We love it. Absolutely. And it, listen. He does bring up one good point. I am really curious to see how many All-Stars could be on this team. And it sucks that um, Tobias Harris is on this current iteration of the Philadelphia 76ers because Tobias Harris, what, last year he was like averaging around 20-plus points a game, and that was the year that he should have been the freaking All-Star. But right now... He's averaging 16.5 points a game, six boards, two assists. That's definitely not all-star numbers, but, man, he was close last year, and I really wanted him to get it. But now with this new role that he's in, he's kind of relegated to more of a role player, and it's definitely tough to get into the all-star game like that. But definitely in the past, would have loved to see it happen. We shall see uh, what happens. But next up for the Philadelphia 76ers, um, they're off tomorrow, and then they're back at it on Friday. Hopefully, Joel will be back because, as you guys know, Joel Hans will be kind of owns the Bulls. So, hopefully, he will be back by then. Um, that's going to do it for tonight's Sixers game recap, guys. Again, the Sixers get the job done in overtime, beating the Pacers 129 to 126. And we're off to face off against the Bulls on Friday night. Thanks so much for watching, guys. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe for more Philly sports. Of course, we're available wherever you stream podcasts as well from Apple, Google, Spotify. Find us under Oin Philly Sports. Of course, we are sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use the promo code of the checkout page, Parcero Philly, for 10% off. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go Sixers. I'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>